It is a great pleasure to welcome Reverend Zach Haller. He is a graduate of Wright State University and as of December will finish his Master of Divinity degree at United Seminary. If you, you will notice there's a bit of an ornery edge about him this morning. He's about to graduate and get married. Yep, so congratulations. With him this morning are his father, Greg, and his interpreter, Dawn. And so we welcome them as well to our worship this morning. It has been a great pleasure already, and you will experience the joy as we have. Zach is preaching to us this morning from Acts chapter 2 beginning at verse 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the possessions to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Amen. Good morning, church. It is such a blessing to be here with you today. Thank you so much for having me come today. My name is Zach Holler, and this is Dawn, my partner in crime, partner in ministry, my interpreter, whatever you want to call her. She's here just to clarify my voice and make me sound like a country girl. We are with So All May Worship Gospel Outreach in the Dayton area. Right now we operate out of Sulphur Grove Church and our ministry is all about working with partner churches to have an inclusive community of worship and that's what we do we take worship to people in nursing homes and other places where they may not have the access to come and worship on a Sunday. Or we will have our, help our partner churches to create, we'll help churches create ministries within their own church. So we are like a church in a to-go bag. It's a to-go cup without a lid, and we let the Holy Spirit just flow out. A few months ago, I was at a conference at 
a Methodist theological school in Ohio. And I met Pastor Nikki. And we had a conversation. And she invited me to come and speak with you. So I am so glad that the fruit of that conversation I am not here to preach at you. I am here just to have a conversation with you as we learn together how we can be a more inclusive community of love with all people and we can all worship together regardless of disability or background. So that's what we're going to do today. And the scripture today is from Acts chapter 2. Thank you, Pastor Lou, for reading that. I chose this scripture because it's a beautiful illustration of what community really is. This was after Pentecost happened and people were filled with the Holy Spirit power. And the community of believers were growing. They, were dev they devoted themselves to the teaching of the pastors and to being with each other in fellowship and in prayer and the breaking of bread. They were all together and they had everything in common. They were one united body, the body of Christ, the spiritual body of Christ. God is a personal God. And we are each made in his image. Jesus is God in the flesh. And he loves each one of us. We are his spiritual body together. Every one of us is a part of it. Paul had something to say about this in 1 Corinthians. So let's see what the body of Christ is like. We're going to play with some toys. We brought Mr. Potato Head. Yes. Yes, I am in seminary, <laughs> but some of us never grow up. I still play with toys. Right now, we just have a plastic potato that doesn't do us much good. So we're going to do something about that. Let's give him some parts. We're going to give him some eyes. Now he has eyes to see. To watch when someone needs help. 
Now we're going to give him a mouth, a smiley one, not the one with the tongue sticking out. Okay. Now he has eyes and he has a mouth to smile. Now we're going to give him a nose. So that he'll know when the house is on fire and when someone burns popcorn. Now we're going to give him some ears. Ears to hear and listen. And not hear with selective hearing. Some arms to hug or shake hands, whichever you prefer. And now we need to give him some feet. And then after the feet, we're going to give him the helmet of salvation. Hold on. Go ahead and um, I got the helmet of salvation. Now we have a complete Mr. Potato Head. One body with many parts. Some people who are blind are visually impaired. Some of us are hearing impaired. Some of us maybe can't use our arms very well, or maybe can't walk. We all have challenges. Some part of our body maybe doesn't work perfectly, but we all have a gift a way to contribute to the body of Christ. We all have a heart. Amen. We're not the tin man that doesn't have a heart. And Paul says, now you are all the body of Christ and every one of you is a part of it. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. We are all one body with many parts, many gifts, many abilities, many functions. Doesn't matter if you're visually impaired, hearing impaired. God still needs each one of us in his body. We are his spiritual body, and every one of you is a part of it. You can't play hide and seek. He's already found you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
So we, as a body of Christ, we are a body of love. We are here to worship together and fellowship together and include everyone in worship and community regardless of ability not because we must but because we want to not just because of that but it's just part of our being it's who we are as members of Christ's body King David has something to tell us about that in 2 Samuel chapter 9. This story is this story is the story of David and Mephibosheth and that name is going to tie Dawn's tongue. I said it. <laughs> I'm glad it's not our name. So, in chapter 9, verse 1, David had just become king of Israel. But before he became king, he promised to show kindness to the house of Saul, the former king, his enemy. David was best friends with Jonathan, that was Saul's son. And so he promised to show kindness to the house of Saul for Jonathan's sake. So David says in verse 1, Is there anyone in the house of Saul? Okay. Is there anyone in the house of Saul whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? One of Saul's servants, Ziba, came to him and David said again, Is there anyone in the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness. And Ziba said, there is one son of Jonathan, Mephibosheth, and he is lame in both feet. We don't know the details of Mephibosheth's disability. But the next thing we know, David calls Mephibosheth to come to him. And David said, don't be afraid. I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. And Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of his own sons. Now, let's think about this for just a minute. First, 
David asked, is there anyone to whom I can show kindness? And that was before he knew about Mephibosheth. He didn't know about Mephibosheth's disability. He wasn't trying to include him because of his disability. But he was wanting to include him because of his faithfulness to fulfill the promise to show kindness. And even more, he wanted to show God's kindness. He knew that it wasn't his own kindness to begin with, but it was God's kindness. What the Lord had put in David's heart so David wanted to include Mephibosheth and to show kindness to him regardless of his disability. It didn't matter. Mephibosheth ate at the king's table just like one of his own sons. And that was the core of David's being. That was his heart. That's his heart of kindness, a heart to love, a heart to welcome, a heart to include. Not just duty, but desire and being. And the good news is the same being is in each one of you. God's spirit is in each one of you. You are made with his image, filled with his love and his kindness. We are all one community devoted to one another in love, devoted to be in fellowship with each other, in prayer and in deed, and breaking bread together. We are one body with everything in common, yet you all have different gifts. You don't need a special ministry program to be an inclusive community. You have a heart of love that is given from the Lord. I need to give credit to my bride-to-be. She made a good point when she said, if you do community well, you don't need to do inclusion at all. It just comes naturally. Let's pray, and then we're going to do something special. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, we praise you for giving us infinite ability to love. 
not from our own ability, but the gift of love that you put in us and transformed us into being and allowed us to be an inclusive community overflowing with power of the Holy Spirit in every part of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we're going to do something special. We are going to share in the Lord's Supper together, but we're going to do it a little bit differently than you might have experienced before. We are community, one body, and we cannot have fellowship by ourselves. It's not something that we do by our own ability, but we do this as an interdependent community. If you're going to be an inclusive community, we need to understand interdependence. So, as you have fellowship with each other and with Christ in communion, I would like for you to feed the Lord's Supper to your neighbor. I want you to lift the bread to your neighbor's mouth on, on your right. Don't feed it to yourself, but to your neighbor on the right. Some people are not able to feed themselves. They have to ask someone to lift the food to their mouth. And there is no shame in doing that. We are one community, one body. After Pastor Lou prays and blesses the bread and the juice, we will share in the Lord's Supper together.